You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. Before I welcome David, I wanted to read a verse of scripture I was thinking about this morning. The Bible talks about the confession of our faith, how valuable it is. I read this Psalm 52.8, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. How many of you feel a little dry, a little beat up? Anybody? Come on. Well, this is what we have to say about that. But I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. That would be full of sap. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And that's a preamble to the, to the gospel of what Jesus did for us. And if he did it, it's done. And if it's done, that's good, right? And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. I was thinking this morning, I've been in, living in Charlotte since 1959, and I served the Lord most of those years, not all of them. But um, I was look, looking through, I was just watching people this morning, and it dawned on me that, for instance, I know four generations of hussies, four generations, three generations, maybe four here this morning, I don't know, but at least three, and... Um, and I know the histories of a lot of people here, the heartaches, the pains, the challenges, and the victories, but they're here, and they're worshiping. I've seen people who've endured all kind of things, got their hands lifted, honoring God, believing again. Yes, it's, it's remarkable to think after all these years, all the difficulties, um, you know, we're going to be challenged as believers, right? We're going to have challenges. But we've got to get to know the Lord better and better. Who wants to know the Lord better and better? Yeah, it's the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And there's so much in opposition to the reality of how good God is. The way we feel, the way we think, the things that go around us. But um, the Lord's good. We... Trust in his mercy forever. We have David Valier this morning. David's going to share with us, which is going to be good. And David, um, every third Thursday of the month, he has his wild love meeting up here, which is between, what, three hours of worship. And it's sort of a come as you are, stay as long as you want to. And I'll tell you, it's the intensity level is growing, David, I noticed. So every third Thursday... He's also the COO and creative director of Awaken the Dawn, which is a worship ministry. And I have known David 18 years. David and I met 18 years ago. And uh, I liked him then, and I like him better now. So here's David. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I do this every time, but how many of you guys love Robin McMillan? Isn't he wonderful? Hey, I um, also do this every time, but I wanted to say, 
It is such a honor to be a part of Queen City Church. Um, and I want to say that again. Uh, it is such a gift to my family and, um, and my kids and the fact that we're able to come here and just be with all of you and just be ourselves and worship. And it's just, it's just such a, a, a wonderful gift. And so we're just so honored to be a part of here. And also that you let me speak like, wow, thank you, Robin. I really appreciate that. So, uh, let's just get up for Queen City Church. I just, am, just love it. And we really have something special here. It's something amazing. And, uh, I, I just want to just keep that in our, in our forethought. So anyway, uh, I am, uh, having the wonderful privilege of continuing our series on the fruit of the spirit. Whoever came up with this idea, I believe it was John Mark McMillan. Thank you, John Mark. Uh, this has been so stinking good. I mean, I like, you know, when you hear fruit of the spirit, you're like, okay, that's super foundational. Like, oh gosh, we got to hear about, then I hear that in children's church, but like, this has been so good hearing about love and hearing about joy and peace and, and, uh, bless Robin McMillan for doing self-control. Uh, but like, <laughs> thank you seriously that I did not have to do that one. Um, but man, these have been so good to process and to look at and to see that, man, this is foundational. This is, we have to remember that this is the core of, of what we do in this apprenticeship with Jesus. Like this really is not just some cute little phrase in the Bible that we can go back to and feel good about ourselves, but it's actually a part of the foundation of what we're meant to do. So as we continue this, I have the wonderful privilege of talking about faithfulness. Um, and I want to say this, as I've been preparing for this and as I've been studying this over the past couple of weeks, um, my heart has like come alive uh, just about the faithfulness of God and then the opportunity of faithfulness that we have as people who follow Jesus. Have you ever just thought about how amazing it is that we get the opportunity to follow the creator of the universe and the cosmos and like space? Like, do, you, do we have any space nerds out here? Like, just I think about like space a lot. I know you back there, but like, I think about this all the time. We literally get to have a relationship with God. That is insane. Like when you think about it, like we get to talk with God, we get to know about God, we get to follow God. And it's, it really is a privilege. As I've gotten older, it's become more of a reality to me. Like it used to be just kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll get with God when I need to. But in my thirties, especially after having kids, I've realized I need Jesus. <laughs> I need the fruits of the spirit. And uh, man, it's just, it's so wonderful. So anyway, I'm going to talk about faithfulness. It has made my heart come so alive over the past couple of weeks. So let's jump right in. Uh, I want to look at the definition of faithfulness and then uh, specifically look at a certain part uh, of this definition. But the definition is true to one's word, promises, vows, Steady in allegiance, affection, loyal, and constant. This is where I really want to key in is on that second half is steady in your allegiance, loyal, and constant. I've said over and over to many people as I've talked with uh, lots of people that have processed their walk with the Lord for years. If I could go back to my teenage years or maybe even younger I would pay any amount of money for someone with any sort of wisdom to talk to me about staying steady with Jesus throughout your life. Not the callings, not the all this stuff, not the big moments, but like just how you stay steady. Like I wish I could just go back and have somebody with gray hair, 
with, you know, what do you call those things around your eyes, like the crow's feet, whatever, like, you know, just with wisdom all throughout them and, and talk to me about how they stayed steady with Jesus and how they stayed faithful. I, I, I feel like that is so uh, passed over so many times. We talk about the good, the great, all this stuff that's in the moment, but do we talk about the enduring relationship with the Lord that we are meant to have and that we are called to have? And I feel like that is so important and so key in this in this faithfulness, in this fruit of the spirit that we're supposed to cultivate. And so that's what I really want to look into today. A faithfulness to Jesus is not only based uh, on behaviors and all this kind of stuff, but it's a posture and intent of our souls. Uh, I, I believe that faithfulness really is a choice. I mean, we, we know that. Obviously, it's not like that's a huge revelation. I mean, look at relationships that we're in and, and things that we do. We have to choose to stay steady. We have to choose to stay constant. We have to choose to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after this. I'm going to give you everything that I have. And maybe sometimes it won't be everything. Maybe sometimes it'll be 50%. But I'm going to give you the devotion of my heart. Do you know that sometimes that uh, we can get caught up in like the the acts and, and and all that? How many of you guys ever get caught up in like I didn't pray like you know five minutes today? Do you get what I mean? Like I have seen that bog so many people down. I heard a guy, and I'll just say his name. He used to be my boss. How many of you guys ever heard of Rick Joyner? Okay, so Rick Joyner, I used to work for him for many many years, and he said something one time that even offended me and i i don't get offended easily but he he got up there i'll do a rick Joyner impression for you too he got up there if if you know rick he talks rick if you're watching uh, i've done this impression for him so he always like just tries to extend his hand as far as he can on the pulpit but one time he got up there like right after worship and if you know rick when he transitions sometimes it could be like just boom and other times he like will just drop a bomb and you're like wow you know so he gets up there and he's like you know, I think some of you guys are praying too much. <laughs> and you could tell the whole crowd, all this religiousness was like, what? The? And he was like, he was like, you know, some of you guys that are praying, uh, five minutes. He's like, go to one minute a day. He was like, uh, and, and like, we were all just kind of sitting there, but here was the cool part. He was like, he was like, we need to get away from striving. And he was like, we get, let's get to a part where we're just, it's fully our hearts going after it. He's like, pull back so much that that one minute can't help but turn into two minutes. That two minutes can't hurt. You know what I mean? It's not about the minutes, by the way, but it's about that devotion, that organic devotion that's not dutiful and not all this stuff where we're like, we have to do this, this, and that, but we're actually growing in true love and admiration for the Lord from our hearts. This is why I believe so many people end up wandering away and not living a faithful life because it's just like obligation, obligation, obligation. But actually it's like, this is a relationship that you're meant to cultivate and tend. It's a garden that you're supposed to really put time into. And sometimes the stuff dies and sometimes it grows to the most amazing thing, but put the time in and let it grow naturally. Does that make sense? And, and I feel that when we are in this, in this uh, relationship with the Lord, he's not looking at what we do even though that does make a huge difference, I don't want to do like sloppy grace here, uh, but what he's looking at the most is our intent and our posture of our heart and our devotion. Are we devoted to following the Lord through all the seasons of life? That's what he's looking for. That's a faithful heart. That one that stays steady no matter what comes. And I believe that, that this is really beginning to, uh, show itself strong within the church that religious kind of thing that was going on for so long that was just faithfulness is like it looks like this this and this 
man, we all have a unique walk. We all connect with the Lord in different ways. My connection with the Lord isn't your connection. But that's what's so beautiful about it. He wants you. He wants your unique self. He wants your unique faithfulness. And I just, I just feel that so strong. And as I've been just, just thinking about the faithfulness of God and our faithfulness to him, it's just so beautiful because he, it's unique. And he wants that. So if you're ever wondering, does the Lord want me? I want to tell you right now. The Lord wants you in every sense of the word. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The stuff you don't want to talk about and the stuff you want everybody to know about. He wants it. So I just want to go ahead and make that statement uh, really quick. Uh, but to understand the, faithful, the faithfulness uh, that we are meant to walk in, we have to uh, have the ability to look at the ultimate example. And God shows us what faithfulness looks like throughout the scriptures from the Old and the New Testament. Our faithfulness is a direct response to a faithful God. How many of you guys know God is faithful? Okay, and uh, one of the things I, I want to do really quick is actually just look through scripture and I just kind of want to uh, boast in, in the Lord. Can we just boast in the Lord? How many of you guys ever boast in the Lord sometimes? I want to tell you, if you ever have faithfulness in question, boast in the Lord. And I know some of this sounds like, you know, Christian, whatever, but man, sometimes this Christianese stuff that we have so cynically put that way is necessary. The Bible is not something that we just need to go ahead and like be like, oh gosh, it's so cliche. It might be cliche, but it's the truth. It's the word. It's the word of God. I, I'm just getting to the point now where I'm like, I don't care if it sounds cliche. If it's the word of the Lord and it resonates within my spirit, I'm going to lean into that no matter what. Call me whatever. But man, when you boast in the Lord, something changes. It increases that faithfulness. And so I just want to uh, read about uh, the faithfulness of God. Uh, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Can we say, say great is your faithfulness? And so if we're ever in question about the Lord's faithfulness, it says right here in the scriptures that his word never comes to an end. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Like in other words, amazing, elaborate, crazy, wild is your faithfulness. His faithfulness is so pure and good. We cannot run away from it and we can't even run from it. We're going to just end up running into it. That's how faithful he is. And I can prove it in one of these scriptures that I'm about to read. It says uh, in Psalms 91, four, and I love the way this is put. It says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. And I, I love, I love this scripture because in talking about faithfulness, it's like he's both tender and kind as he covers us with his feathers. I don't know why, like I, I should have viewed like an eagle or like some majestic bird, but I kept viewing a duck. Um, <laughs> And I don't know why I kept viewing a duck, but, but then I started thinking about, it. I was like, God, why are you, literally, I was giggling to myself in my office, like, this is hilarious, like, why am I, why am I seeing a duck? But I kept seeing the water and the storm hitting us and the, the, the water just rolling off. You know, I don't know science and all that kind of stuff, but ducks have like oily feathers, I don't know. And so, uh, the water like rolls off of them. But I just saw the Lord just saying, I cover you with that just so tenderly. It's soft. It's beautiful. But at the same time, it protects you. And it says, as you, as you go on, it says, his faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. And I envision that as the Lord literally surrounding us with his faithfulness. 
surrounding our homes, surrounding our families, surrounding our kids with, with his faithfulness. His faithfulness is so vast and so powerful that no matter where we go, we are surrounded by it. We are covered in his feathers and literally surrounded by the faithfulness of God. If that doesn't make you like, oh, you know, it's just like, God, you are so good. I literally can go any which way. Like in my, my entire, my entire twenties, how did you have a barrier large enough to be so faithful that to deal with the, all of the stupidity that was David Valier? I, ugh, I even thinking about that, I just want to go back and slap that guy. But it, it's like the faithfulness of God was there. He was, he was around. I remember in that time, he really was a shield and a rampart. I would make the dumbest decisions, do the dumbest things, live for the whatever. And it's like the Lord kept meeting me no matter how far I tried to run. That's the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God is that now I have a wife and two beautiful kids and I'm living a steady life dedicated to him and seeing the faithfulness of God manifested in, in a family. And I look at that sometimes I'm like, man, I truly do not deserve this. And I know many of us could, could relate, but that's how beautiful the faithfulness of God is, is that no matter what we do, he surrounds us. He's with us. He's walking through us and in us. And I just am so grateful for his faithfulness. One more scripture. First Corinthians 1, 4 through 9 says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge. Even the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are lacking or you are not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as I, as I read that, I love it because it says that he will sustain you to the end. His faithfulness will actually empower our faithfulness to him. Isn't that cool about God? All the things that we need, it's just that it's all the things that he is. As we've been talking about, joy, peace, uh, you know, self-control, which I'm still trying to find that aspect of the Lord, and, and other, other ones like patience. And, and I'm still trying to access some of those things, but he is those things. And he will, he will cause us to endure as we get closer to him and begin to learn more about him. That's why I love the phrasing of this, this apprenticeship of Jesus. It's actually intentional learning from him, learning his ways, learning by reading the word, learning through the power of the Holy Spirit, learning by studying, learning by gaining experience with him through intentional relationship. This is who we serve. It's a faithful God. But one time, uh, one, one thing I do want to just address, because I think often when we talk about this kind of thing, faith or faithfulness, uh, we kind of skim over this, and, and when I say we, not necessarily us at this church, but just in general, um, faithfulness requires faith, and uh, faithfulness with Jesus is an opportunity to stay steady in the mystery, all right? How many of you guys know sometimes it can be difficult to be faithful to something so mysterious and perplexing as God? <laughs> we try to sound really great and spiritual and be like, oh, this is easy. I, I said the salvation prayer, you know, I've experienced this, blah, blah, blah. But man, God is a mystery. Jesus is a mystery. This whole thing is a mystery. I mean, if you really think about it, let's think about it from an outside perspective. Okay. Let's say I've never grew up in the church. I never did, you know, any of this stuff. 
uh, and I come into a conversation with Christians talking about this man that some believe historically was alive. Some believe that, that wasn't. We talk about the uncreated one, the uncreated God that was here from the beginning of time. We sound crazy. Can I just be honest? Like we do like it's it's like a thing where you're like, wait a second. Like if you really think about it. And so it takes a lot of belief and it takes a lot of actually experiencing the Lord to live this life of faithfulness. And I think often it's it's as if we um, we 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 take the processes of doubt and questions and put this put this in a category that is wrong. But can I say that I actually think that having questions going after him, uh, even maybe saying, Lord, I have some doubt. Could that be a part of the process of faithfulness? Could faithfulness actually be a part of, of, uh, of our questions and our journey to lean into the mystery of who God is? I think that is one of the reasons we see so many people walk away from the church is because we're like, no, just believe, just have faith. But, but it's like, actually study. There's all kinds of stuff in the scripture. Study to show thyself approved. I mean, you could just look and see that the Lord is wanting to be found and he wants to be found in the mystery. Perhaps instead of feeling guilty about having questions or having concerns or maybe not knowing everything, maybe we need to be okay with leaning into that. And that is a part of this whole journey of faithfulness. I know I've dealt with guilt with that before. I've dealt with guilt of saying, man, I I shouldn't have these questions. I shouldn't, you know, this and that and this. But I, I felt as I was preparing for this, like an invitation from the Lord saying, I'm not afraid of that. Come to me with the questions. Come to me with the concerns. Come to me and, and seek me while I may be found. And so I just want to, I just want to say this right now. I believe that that is a part of the process of, of faithfulness. He is not afraid of any question, any thought, any worry that you have. He wants it. And in fact, he will show himself to you. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures about that. Hebrews 11.1 from the Passion Translation. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It's all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. And then Proverbs 25.2. It's the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search it out. I love that scripture. Because it, it makes me think, uh, and I, I've heard this quoted somewhere. I think Kevin Prosh has a song about it or something. But it's like he's not hiding from us. He's hiding for us. He wants to be sought out. He wants to be, he wants to be chased after. He wants to be pursued and, and when we find him, we're ruined. We're, we're, we're done. And I love that because it's like, if it was just so easy to where it would just be like, okay, blah, blah, I, I prayed the salvation prayer, good, I'm good to go. Then, you know, it would be like, I don't know, it wouldn't be as fun. I like the journey. I like going and looking and, and, and finding the Lord in, in the mystery, in the wonder. He wants us to wonder again. He wants us to, to look at him and, and say, what is in your heart. What are you saying? What are you thinking right now? And he wants to know that. He wants, he wants the deepest part 
of who you are. And if that involves questions, if that involves anything like that, he's saying, that's okay. Come to me because I actually want to grow with you and learn with you and, and begin to start this process of a faithful life. And through all of that, we'll begin to experience the Lord together in new ways every day. Like we read earlier, his mercies are new every morning. When I read that, I, I hear that the mercy of God through his love and compassion is ready to, to encounter us and engage us in a new way every morning because that is how good he is. That's how faithful he is, that he wants to develop this faithful life with us, that his mercies are so new every morning that he's ready to talk to us every day, show us something new about him. It could be this big thing. It could be a small thing. It doesn't matter, but he wants that connection. <clears throat> so faithfulness unto Jesus looks like an ever-growing, ever-evolving desire to know him, seek him, and become more like him. As we've stated in the series, we are looking at what an apprenticeship with Jesus entails, and we know that this is a key. One of the other things that we have seen is that joy is such a vital part of all of this. I love when Robin talked about this because I, I feel like joy is like, if there could be one of the core fruits of the spirit, I feel like joy is like at the bottom, like holding it all together. And I feel that faithfulness is actually a key to joy. Faithfulness actually unlocks joy in our hearts even more. And I want to read Hebrews 12, one to three. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that, that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer, perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners so that you might not grow weary and lose heart. When I read that, I began to feel something from the Lord. I began to feel that when we look at the joy that was set before him, he unlocks the joy in us. He unlocks the joy that is quite literally unspeakable and full of glory. He unlocks the joy that is not uh, conjured up by any man-made thing. The faithfulness of God and us being faithful to him actually unlocks that. And, and as, as, we've, as we've talked about so often, we need joy, especially right now. My goodness, we need joy. And it's, I'm not talking about the silly, goofy stuff. I'm talking about the genuine joy of the Lord. Like, I am happy because I'm full of God. I'm happy because I know God. I'm happy because I'm drawing closer to God. God wants to fill us with that joy and with a life of faithfulness, with a life of pursuit, we can unlock that and walk in that every day. How many of you guys would like to walk in joy more? Lord knows we need it. Uh, and so I, I just really feel that as we live this faithful life, he is willing to unlock that in us. But it is a choice and we've got to lean into that. Faithfulness um, can be sustained when we understand that the reality that we are a temple. How many of you guys know that you're a temple? You've heard that phrase. Uh, we, we are actually a living dwelling place for the Lord. And so one of the things that really kind of changed my life, especially as I got older, is I realized that like the actual thought of God lives within me. Not just with me. He doesn't live observing me. He actually lives like right here. He's, he's walking, talking around with me and that like changed my perspective on how I viewed him on how I interacted with him 
I realized I, I didn't have to do all of these things. Uh, like, and I think I've talked about it before, but I grew up, and it wasn't because of my parents, in case my parents are watching, I want you to know. Um, but it was kind of the atmosphere we were in, just a really hyperactive religious thing. Like, you know, I, I remember I literally got scolded for not spending two hours a day in prayer. Scolded, like, by youth pastors. Like, they would talk to me, they were like, how long did you pray today? I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was watching wrestling. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and I would feel guilty. I would feel, I would feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I gotta, I love wrestling, Robin, don't judge me. Um, WWE all day long, watched the Royal Rumble the other day, it was awesome. Um, but anyway, all that to say is, uh, I would feel guilty and I realized that that was not a part of this journey of faithfulness. I actually felt unfaithful when I, when I didn't do that kind of thing. Any of you ever felt that way? You felt that kind of guilt? Like, I, oh, I'm just being unfaithful. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hungry enough. I'm not, uh, oh, that, that language, it damages so many people because your hunger looks different than my hunger. Like, you, do you get what I mean? Like, it's like, we've got like, oh my goodness, you go on TikTok and see these, oh, don't get me started. I'm, try, I'm trying not to uh, go on a rant, but I'm just saying you go, you go on TikTok and you see these guys being like, if you spent three hours a day, you might go to H like dash dash ll today if you die you, you guys have seen those videos like and i'm like man we gotta we gotta show the world a different way faithfulness unto god is not in works it's in our position of our heart and i realized that i didn't have to spend two hours a day in prayer it was that he actually lived with me i was a temple i was a walking talking dwelling place for the lord and i i i went from these Big moments that I had to have to actually say, and I have a life that I can live with him. I could literally talk to him while I'm driving. I could literally be with him as I'm, as I'm uh, watching wrestling. I could literally do an entire life with him. And that to him is more beautiful than me trying to do all these works. We're not in the old Testament days anymore. We don't got to sacrifice all this stuff, this and that. All we have to do is say, Lord, here's my devotion. I want to grow closer to you. I want to draw closer to you, whatever that looks like. And I'm going to mess up sometimes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he sees that heart and he says, yes, come closer. And there's something beautiful when you realize that you really are a walking temple. You are a living temple. And it increases your love and your willingness to say yes and to be faithful to him. Faithfulness also looks like practical life. And as we have this, uh, this viewpoint of being a temple unto the Lord, it looks like practical life in, in our everyday. I mean, it's at, it's at work. It's, uh, it's your relationships. It's raising your kids. I think about all the time. I want to be found faithful in the Lord's eyes by showing my kids how to be good people. Like just to have common decency towards humans. I want to, I want to be found faithful by showing them the love of God. I want to be found faithful by seeing them encounter the Lord in an organic and unique way. And I know that that's the Lord saying, you're being faithful here. You are, you are doing what I've asked you to do. The greatest commandment is love the Lord, your God, love others. Those others include my kids. Those others include you guys. 
But I want to be found faithful to where I can go, let's say fast forward 30 years, and see Jacques and Johan loving the Lord. And it might not look like the way I did, but they're loving the Lord. And they're going after him. To me, I could, I could sit there and say, that was a faithful life. And I could see the faithfulness of God in my kids. And that's my prayer. I want to see that. I want to, I want to see that, that, that faithfulness transferred from generation to generation. Just like Robin was saying, there's four generations of, of the Hussey family here. That's the faithfulness of God. They're walking with the Lord. You can see the Lord in the midst of, of, of their lives. And it's the faithfulness of God that sees that through. A couple other things I felt like I should mention about faithfulness unto the Lord. Do you know we're supposed to be faithful with our mental health? For real. Go to therapy. Faithful with your body. Faithful with the earth. Faithful to do literally all that we do unto the Lord. All the minimal tasks that we don't want to even think about and talk about. And it's not these spiritual highs. He wants us to be faithful in that. He wants us to be faithful in in everything that we are putting our hands to and that actually makes a difference it it it's a it's a discipline that we have to learn to do uh it's it's it kind of is likened to when we talk about a lifestyle of worship something changes when you're doing everything unto the lord i'm talking about everything not just these big things everything unto the lord and he sees the faithfulness in those moments and he it, it brings him joy it brings him it brings him literal like pleasure he, he loves it i think the lord observes us and he gets really happy and i love thinking about that i'm going to share something kind of personal uh that, that i don't share a lot but i have this visual that i get when i feel the lord's happiness do any of you get, get weird like kind of inward things and this is weird okay but i get this visual and uh you guys ever remember those cartoons where they put the pie out on the seal you know what I'm talking about? And then the, 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 got the like pie food waves going on. Like they're kind of like whatever. And then like the, you know, someone will be passing by and their nose like gets big and they start floating towards the pie. Do you get what I mean? I, I listen, I get this visual every time I feel the Lord's like joy over my life. Like for real, I'll be in these intense worship moments and I get that visual. Okay. And let me confirm it real quick. I, I had a guy, you guys probably heard of him. His name was Bob Jones. Told me one time, he came up to me and literally told me that vision. He said, I see the Lord putting out a pie on a seal and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? Because I like, I never told anybody those things. And then Bob just comes up to me and tells me, and I'm like, oh God, that really is you. How faithful is the Lord that he shows me this stupid, silly little picture? Do you get what I'm saying? That, that, in the little things that I do, because I'll, I'll see that sometimes when I'm just doing normal things, worshiping normal, but I'll see this little visual and it's like I feel his pleasure. I feel his joy that as I'm being faithful to him, it makes him happy. And so he shows me this goofy, silly little picture that he confirmed through this man named Bob Jones. And I know that God sees me and that keeps me going. Isn't that so cool? The faithfulness of God is absolutely incredible. And so as I'm walking in this reality that I'm a living temple, I'm going to be faithful in everything that I do. I'm, I'm responding to the faithfulness of God. It's as if I have this drive for life that is beyond even my own capabilities. I'm able to actually live, and I say this in quotes and unquotes because I've heard it so many times, but like supernaturally. 
And supernaturally just means by the power of God through his word, through the Holy Spirit. It's super basic, but it's real. And it's like, I, I feel cynicism just like being slapped off of me, even as I say it right now. Because it is real. The faithfulness of God is a response to who he is. Or excuse me, our faithfulness to God is a response to who he is. And when we know that, it's like something can't help but change. Sorry, I got a little passionate there. I apologize. Um, but I, I'm really hoping that our, our hearts would be in a posture that we want to draw closer to the Lord in a unique way. That our love would be steady for him. It wouldn't be based on works or callings or anything else. But it would be based on who he is. And it's a direct response of what we do. One thing I, I, I do want to say is this. Is I hear the term radical Christianity a lot. Especially in, in the world that I'm in. Um, and I feel like I, I see a lot of misrepresentations of what that looks like. You know, you hear this and that, and they're like, you know, radical Christianity, healing the sick. That's all amazing, and it happens, and I'm not discrediting it. But I will tell you what I believe radical Christianity is. When you see it through to the end. When you are faithful, even in the midst of every season of life. When I look at people who are in their 70s, 80s, and they're still loving Jesus as much as they can. They've been through tragedy. They've been through loss. They've been through hurt, pain. They've been, they've been to the top of the mountain. They've made millions of dollars. Maybe they made whatever. It doesn't matter the circumstance, but they have stayed steady with the Lord. Those are the people I want to follow. Those are the people I want to know about. Those are the people I want to glean from. I, I love all these other guys who are like, you know, blah, blah, and I did this, and I, got, I had a conference of 2,000 people. But at the end of the day, are you steady in your, in your devotion? Are you steady in your love? You know, are you steady in, in, in just your desire to know him? And maybe it didn't look like what it looked like 20 years ago, but the devotion hasn't changed. Maybe you're not on the ground like shaking. Maybe that's a good thing because you were living too much off of that. And maybe you just need to get to know the Lord through the word. You get what I mean? Like Jesus just wants us. It doesn't have to look a certain way. He wants our faithful hearts. He wants our devotion. And I just, man, I just, I love that. So I, I pray that we would have the faithfulness in our hearts to where we, when we are, when we are at the end of our life, we can look and say, Lord, I gave you everything I could. It wasn't pretty. It was messy, but I, I did what I could and I loved you well. And we can hear those words. I can't remember now. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, something about good, faithful servant. <laughs> I was like, and we can hear those glorious. What is it? <laughs> well done, that good, faithful servant. <laughs> uh, all right, one last thing and I'll be done. Uh, I want to read Psalms 132 because I, I love this because I love David and his heart here. David is is kind of talking to the Lord and he, he says this, and I, I pray that this would be in our hearts, um, this drive that David has and this passion is in regards to faithfulness to, to the Lord. It says, Lord, remember David and all his self-denial. He swore an oath to the Lord. He made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will not allow sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place 
for the mighty one. And I'm praying that for us, that we would not rest. We would not give slumber to who we are. When I say give slumber, in other words, that we would not get in these places of, uh, you know, just losing our heart and our devotion to the Lord, but that we would be a dwelling place for the Lord that is found faithful and is found steady. And that we would not give slumber to our eyes. And so please hear me when I'm saying this. I'm not saying this religious thing where it's like, you better pray. No, I'm talking about in your heart, in your devotion, in your position of life, that we would not rest until the Lord finds a place to dwell among and he finds a faithful heart. And so I just want to pray for us as we, as we end this. But Lord, I just, I pray, Lord, that as we are following you and as we are um, in this apprenticeship with you where we are getting to become more like you when we are beginning to uh, become more more just faithful in our devotion and in our in our way that we think and in our way that we process things Lord, we pray that we would be found faithful in our hearts lord we pray that we wouldn't have to think about all this works and doing this and doing that, but is our heart steady towards you? Are we growing in our love towards you? Are we, are we going deeper into who you are? And so, Lord, I just pray that you would begin to stir our hearts, begin to stir our spirits. Lord, show us unique ways of connect points with you. I just even feel that right now. Just if, if some of you can, just ask the Lord, like, what do you like for me? What do, you, what do you want to hear from me? It's not about doing this or that in this formulaic way. Maybe the Lord just wants you to sit in silence with him. Maybe he wants you to write. Maybe he wants you to sing, whatever. But the Lord is, is, is just wanting your devotion. And so maybe just ask the Lord, Lord, what is it in my heart where I can be found faithful to you? Where, where in my heart can I become more faithful to you? Show me how to sustain this life with you. And he will. You can say those kinds of things to him. Lord, how can I sustain this life? How can I not grow cynical? How can I grow in my love for you? How can I get to know who you really are, not what people say you are? And he'll show you. And so, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that we have the opportunity to respond with faithfulness to your faithfulness. We love you, Jesus. We want to grow closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.